Let me, you know what, uh, it's five. Let me, rather than take the break here, let me get, uh, let me get the visit in with, uh, with Mark Cassie, because this is, because this I think will actually take a little bit of time, and uh, I want him to, I want him, Mark, to have plenty of opportunity to uh, discuss this. Uh, <laughs> Mark Cassie joining us. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Uh, you know, I, I I had a message from Norman was on earlier. Um, oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. He he was he was he was pounding his chest a little bit. He was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He said, yeah. You know, he's he's just I'm proud of him. He's doing <laughs> tremendous. So. I, you know, I, I I don't know about pounding uh, his chest. He, he, he said he said you can't he said you can't seem to beat him. He said he. he uh, what, what are you talking about? We be I beat him Saturday. Uh, which which race? The race prior, strong quality, won by ten lengths and beat him. He ran second. All right, all right, okay, okay. maybe, maybe I, did he forget that already? I, I guess he did. I, I guess he did. He was. He was. I uh, got to tell you a funny story, real quick about Norman. It goes back probably ten or fifteen years ago. We we had two horses in the bluegrass, and he told them, told some reporter, he says, "I wouldn't be surprised if we run one two. and I said, "Never, ever." ever say something like that again <laughs> and, we, and we did we ran one too like last and next to last. <laughs> uh, right i that, that that's that you're right about that kind of thing i i gary <laughs> gary gave me grief one time we the, the race came off the turf and um I think it got down to five horses. I said, "Well, I said we should, we should, we got to figure. We probably could hit the board now." And, and he, he said, "He said, don't say that." He said, "You just kill, you just killed us." He said, "Now, now, we'll, now we'll be fourth or fifth. <laughs> One time, it goes back a long, long time ago, and it, this goes back because In Sweep was up for being the. Uh, leading freshman sire and we're getting towards the end of the year and patrick husbands was riding a horse for me and i said all you gotta do is not fall off and this horse will be is going to be you know going to the lead going down the backside he lost his iron and i swear to you he was hanging on neck he somehow got his irons back got back on the horse and actually won the race oh wow but i was like i'm never saying that again uh, no no that's uh... Oh, I can tell you lots of stories, but anyway, uh, there's a million ways. There's a million ways to lose or to uh, yeah. or to, to to do something uh, that you you regret. Uh, well, I and I and we'll we'll probably talk about some horses because uh, I haven't I haven't talked to you. But uh, the the thing I promised everybody after Breeders' Cup when I came back, one of the things uh, as part of you know the postscript I brought up was the conversation you and I had in that parking lot uh, behind the, behind the, the clubhouse uh, and you showing me that system that feels like it's something that more people need to know about, uh, especially mm -hmm. under the circumstances that we're facing right now in terms of the, you know increased scrutiny, uh, increased uncertainty about whether a horse is, is lame or not. I mean, explain to everybody, Mark, where what this is, where, how you heard about it, and how you utilize it. Well, I first heard about it from Chester Weber, 
uh, Charlotte Weber's son, he asked me, he said he had some people coming into town. They had been using it on, um, I, he uses it on his um, uh, driving, hor driving horses. Driving horses. Uh, they use it a lot in, um, uh, you know, with uh, the jumping horses and the equestrian. So I said, sure. And I went over and uh, you know, I'm always for, I, 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 Steve, I'm like, if you stand still, you get run over. So I'm always trying to, uh, to do things better. Let me go back. Let me go back about five or six years ago, five or six years ago, I had a horse. I can't think of his name right the second, but he broke his leg at, at uh, Saratoga on the turf. Um, and that day I had probably 10 horses running around North America. And if you told me that morning I was going to lose a horse that day, he would have probably been my 10th on my list, you know, um, with sound and whatever. But I was pretty distraught after you always are, you sure. know, when you lose a horse, it's like, you know, it's losing part of the family. And I went to Dr. Scott Palmer and I said, you know, how can we be better? And he goes, Mark, I know you guys, you know, we jog our horses every day. We look at them. He said, but they have this thing now. It's They call it a lameness locator in it. Right. And and what it would be is you put a sensor, you put a sensor on their head, you put a sensor on their, I think, left front or left, right, and then one on their hind ankle. And then you jog them. And it, 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 it sees like 18 times greater than the human eye. And it can also pull, pick up soundness on uh, unsoundness on more than one limb at a time. So I got it. I think it was $20,000. We used it. We used it for four or five years. We liked it, but, it, you know, to do one horse would take 30 minutes and, and it wasn't easy and the vet had to do it. So, now comes Chester Weber and he shows me this and this is a similar deal but it was done it was it's done just with a video you video your horse jogging uh, for about 60 seconds back and forth back and forth and then it, you send it you send it um, you hit a button you send it on the app and it goes to Stockholm Sweden and usually within about three minutes you get a report back and it will show you where, you know, where they're off. It will just show you whether it's on um, impact or, or, or lift kind of when they lift off up or down and it can show you more than one leg at a time. So we started using it. I want to say maybe over a year ago. Um, Maybe not quite a year. Maybe we started doing it in December. Probably have done well, over a thousand, thousand times. And and uh, you know, um, all my assistants have it. Our, my my vet. I have two. Doctor McMartin, who's is my main guy. Doctor Robert McMartin. He's been a vet for almost fifty years. He uses it. Doctor Allison Foyle, my vet here. And Ocala uses it, but more importantly, we have a problem. If if I have an assistant say in Toronto today, David Adams says, "Hey, I don't like the way this horse is," they'll do a VLL on him and send it to him. 
to me and, and we'll look at it and, and compare. Yesterday, interesting enough, we ran a first-time starter called Pounce, who won like the sixth race or something at Churchill yesterday. Uh, we had history of her for the last four months, and I just reviewed her her numbers and everything. She's been off left hind and every one of her VLLs, but not significantly, just some. And yesterday morning when the commission vets came to look at her, they said, well, she's she is a little off behind. And, and David Carroll said, look, she's always like this. And um, but she'll warm up out of it. And they let us run her and she won. So um, so that's why I like it. it you know, it, it's something to use. I have lots of horses, lots of good horses. One, Steve, hardly any horse is perfect. They all have little something, a little this or that. But But it also gives you numbers and it tells you how significant they are off and if if we do have we run one and it and and there's a big change then we some then we start blocking and and trying to figure out we x-ray it just gives us a little warning i know it makes me feel a lot more comfortable um a few months back we had a horse at ellis park that that wasn't a hundred percent. We didn't, we were worried about it and we ran a VLL on them and, and it came back. She was significantly off behind it and um, we scratched her, you know, so I like it. You know what I like it about? I think it, once you learn how to use it, it takes out, out the human uh, element a little bit where uh, so many right now we deal with a lot of opinions and everybody has a different opinion this 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 has no it has an opinion but it's based purely on science and explain i'm i'm putting out a link um for those that that didn't get the spelling and the name uh the first time sleep s l e i p and mm -hmm. their their twitter uh at name address is sleep ai uh, s l e i p a i and uh, I put the, um, I've got the link, uh, sleip.com is their website, Markerless Lameness Diagnostics on your phone. And you, you showed me this, and, and you basically, you, you send a video of them on the walk or on the light jog? On a jog, in a straight line. And, and the good thing is, is if it doesn't get a good reading, Steve, it'll come back and say not enough information. And so then you have to do it again. And and what what they get what Mark gets back and what you get back out of this is a is a diagram of the horse with the four limbs you know basically a confirmation uh, schematic and red and green for you know where, yeah different colors yeah and then you can e actually even diagnose if you go below it it'll actually show you the number so anything below one you you couldn't you can't hardly even see it and you couldn't do any type of uh blocking to that's how we diagnose things if we see something's off we we pinpoint the area the the limb and then we we try to pinpoint it by 
you know, we go and we, we numb it and see whether you, you, whether it makes some sound or not. And so we've found that anything below one, so it might come back uh, 0.4. So that's not even, I, I've done a, done a thousand, probably have seen all green on less than five. So that means that everyone has a little bit of something, you know, um, but but doesn't mean it's significant. And, and so that's the thing we have to do. I would love to see him use it on post uh, claims and say, look, uh, if you show up higher than this number, then it's a return. If it isn't, then it isn't. You know, they would have to work out what number they want to use it at, but um, it sure would take out, you know, you, you've got one, you might have Florida may have one opinion, Kentucky may have another opinion, Cal California may be a different. That's the frustrating part is, you know, it's all about what vet's looking. And that's the same way. And look, I've been a big, big uh, advocate of, of our commission vets. I think they, they have the toughest job there is. But, you know, uh, it's a tough job. Some of them aren't as experienced as others. Um, you also have to remember now, we are running with almost no medication where, you know, two or three years ago or not even six months ago, these horses would be medicated so they might look a little better pre-race. Um, so they're, you know, we all, I don't know about you, Steve, and by the way, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 64 years young. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're a couple years older than me, but what brings me to that 64, Listen, I'm now, now I really, now I really feel like a failure. Thanks for telling me you that. Know, we don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I get out of bed in the morning and get moving, I don't move quite as good, but I do. The good news is I do warm up. <laughs> this I, I just sent out the links and and people are going to have a million questions and, and what's what's shocking to me is how little awareness one, there is uh, the, number one i'll answer this right now yeah. I have no stock in it no, no well, there you go um, <laughs> the, the, to me you know this is I, i'm happy to do this uh we do this with 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 dave hill with unabated i mean they just they're, they're just a, a good data based service i i'm happy to you know i'm happy for people to benefit uh when it's something you know that that people can can use to their uh, advantage and, and in this case they can use to keep horses out of harm's way do we know i mean th th this is we've, we've been hearing a lot about the uh, motion sensors but mm -hmm. this is this is obviously doing it in, in a different manner that that they can from from afar essentially somehow they've got a a a, a diagnostic from the imagery that is is seeing how horses hit and and right. it, it's 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 a it's shocking actually mark that it could be that accurate and this simple and then the other part of it is when i asked you how much it was i was stunned that you made it sound like it really is not expensive at all yeah it's like it's 350 dollars a month for the app um and 
and it doesn't matter how you can do as many. You can send in as many you, as you as you need to. Yeah, you can send as many as you want. Unbelievable. I think I think at 350, it, there's five different apps for five different users. So you know, uh, somebody, their assistants could have it. Our vet can have it. But the number one thing, one of the things that really impresses me, I, I have the utmost respect for Dr. Robert McMartin. And he, I don't, those that don't know who he is, but he was 40 years with Samson. He was their everyday vet. He was a surgeon at Woodbine. He had his own surgery. He actually saved Smart Strike's life. Smart, smart strike broke down on the racetrack at Woodbine and they did emergency surgery. And I believe Dr. McMartin put screws in his, his pasture right there at Woodbine. Um, he's worked for me now for about 15 years. To me, I always say I want to have somebody around me that's smarter and knows more and has done more. He's my guy. He's the guy that I go to. And he believes in it because he does a lot of diagnostic for me. And he goes all over the country for me, two countries into Canada, uses it all the time. And and when he endorsed it, that that made it, you know, for me even stronger. Can you, can you, Give an example of, of you mentioned the one uh, the one horse that that doesn't move, uh, you know doesn't move in a pretty fashion. But right. I mean, it, it, undoubtedly, there's been horses that came back uh, with a reading that you know then you had to go chase, you know where you know where the problem was. I mean, and and mm -hmm. you know one thing over the years, I think people have learned, uh, you know, from Doctor Alday in his visits, you know, when when a horse exhibits in one uh, limb, typically the opposite limb on the other side, the other side and the front or back yeah. is where the problem Diag is. Yeah, diagonal. Yeah, yeah, it can be. This will actually tell you, too, it can tell you more than one limb at a time. And, and what we do is so, so we'll, we'll use, we'll use a horse, A, uh, we'll use secretariat. So I'm training secretariat every day and he looks fine. Um, one day I'm not real happy with him and we do the VLL and secretariat comes back and he shows a, a slight lameness to his right hind. Well, we would then go and we would try to pinpoint what part of the right hind was bothering him. And we would do that by using carbocaine. We would go in, we would numb an area. And once we are comfortable with the area, um, if we find something, then we, we x-ray it or, or we do, we ultrasound, we go. Now, there's a shot that there isn't really anything wrong with Secretariat. He maybe is just going to move that way for the rest of his life. So... We don't find anything through our stuff. So now I feel more comfortable. We go on and we, we train Secretariat for another two weeks. He's going good. And I decide, okay, you know what? We're going to let Secretariat do a little more today. So we breeze him three-eighths of a mile. And Secretariat works good and looks good. The next day, 
I run the VLL on him. And guess what? Through that little bit of work, it hasn't caused any more aggravation to that right hind. We're looking at the numbers and we're like, okay, okay, that's good. So guess what? We go another week and we breeze him and maybe we go a little farther and a little faster. Secretary, it's doing good. We come back, we look at those numbers. Nope, we haven't aggravated it. So now let's go six weeks down the road and we're ready to run, right? And the commission vets come in and say, hey, this horse isn't 100% right behind. And we're saying, nope, never has been, never will be. I show them the numbers there week after week. Yeah. And after how, and you could see that we've been breezing this horse or this horse has actually run. I have a really good horse. One of the best horses, one of the best horses I train right now has never been perfect behind. <laughs> and, and we, but we always are monitoring those numbers. And unless we see a difference, if we see a difference, then we, we explore that much. Um, greater and so that's the way this can be used the way i use it well, we're talking about sleep s-l-e-i-p.com and uh, they're from stockholm sweden uh it uh it's a diagnostic system a program that you subscribe to and you can send as many videos uh, you know, to, into their system, and it spits it right back at you with a uh, diagnosis of, of where your horse may be off uh, and, and the severity uh, of the potential severity of, of how far they're off. It, 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 to me, this seems, I, would, I, I'm, I'm just, I was amazed that I had not heard about it until you showed it to me two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That 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 under these conditions that we're all operating right now, that this is not common knowledge, or that there there isn't other, uh, you know, domestic uh, offers. Uh, I I know there's those, you know, the ones with the with the, uh, you know, with the the appliques you put on the horse, the motion the motion detectors that we've been hearing about, but this seems this seems like a low cost answer to. And who? And it doesn't even matter if it, if it finds if, if it if it takes one horse out of harm's way a, a, a month, a, it, it's worth every penny. I can tell you, it was about seven or eight months ago, longer. We were looking at a horse to buy, and yeah. and we ran it on him, and it came back that the horse was off, and we vetted it, we X-rayed everything, and and everything was clean and but i killed the deal i said i don't feel comfortable buying this horse with this issue there's obviously something there dr mcmartin agreed with me so we didn't buy the horse uh the horse ran and actually won and then uh it was for sale again (laughs) and it was you know the horse was brought to me and i said no i don't feel comfortable buying that horse something is bothering that horse and somebody bought it, and guess about two weeks later it got hurt, and it's been out of action since. So it saved it saved one of my clients probably around two hundred thousand dollars for for a three hundred fifty dollar a month subscription. Uh, this right. is I'm just you know this is the first time I've gone to the website actually because I kept misspelling I misspelled it a few times. And, and, and you know what 
Steve, I'm not saying, you know, some people would look at it and say, oh, well, you're supposed to, as a horseman, you're supposed to be able to, to pinpoint in that. And that's true. You know, we do see it, but this is a, this is so bad to have a second opinion. And the more information you can gather, the better decision-making you can make. So I'm not too proud to say, sit here and say, yeah, I, I, I use this and, and I like it and I believe in it. And, um, you know, if, if I feel that it makes my team better and that's most, the most important part to me. I feel like we're doing a better job of protecting our kids and that's what they are. They're our family. And when one of them gets hurt or something happens to them, it's extremely difficult on everybody from the groom, the hot walker, the exercise rider, you know, there are pets. Hmm. Yeah, and, so. and, 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 you know, from an owner standpoint too, they're, they're an investment and, uh, oh, exactly. I, you know, and I'm just looking, I'm looking at, there's a testimonial drop down and, and there, there's no racing testimonials. All the testimonials are coming uh, from uh, the equestrian world and, and, you know, not that, not that they're not that we're not spending and and you know North American interests aren't spending uh you know the same kinds of money but the the amount of money that is uh, goes into the, you know the international equestrian scene is scary um and there's some there's some glowing comments here uh, here's a, a a vet uh from the Irish uh, equestrian national team uh those that live in fear of tech replacing vets are missing the point this is a tool to make you better sleep is better at seeing small things than what we are uh and you know that couldn't say it better you know, couldn't say it better right that's you know, know that's what you've been basically you know, explaining i don't even know i know i don't maybe there are other people using it tra horse trainers in the u.s i don't know um you know I, I just well there know. will be there will be after there will be within a couple of weeks yeah. uh, because yeah. and that's why I wanted to make sure and, and people can it says you can book a demo you can you know you can check it out yourself I just th this this was too important uh, you know that more people needed to at least be exposed to it uh, that was my, the motivation mm -hmm. All right. So good for you. Uh, let me uh, let's also uh, take a minute. I haven't mentioned it yet, um, and uh, I, I, we we don't know how good he he might be long term, but we were delighted at forty four to one by Cabernado's debut on Saturday. <laughs> and, and tell everybody why. Well, they they know they know that I named him, and and, and okay, I, I, mean, I mean because I upset. There was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of pressure <laughs> training that horse. Uh, I, I well, I I also I I didn't I I, I sent I sent along some pronunciation uh, guide actually too because uh, I didn't want John. I, I I heard John during the during the uh, during the post parade, and I quickly you know gave him a little tweak on. I I said if, 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 
it's Doe instead of Do, and I explained you know why the name came about, and um, I'm just tickled as I was tickled as can be. I because you had originally yeah. you had originally told me like two months ago, maybe maybe almost three months ago, you know that he might just you know just a horse, but uh, but he it looks like he's got a little bit to offer. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, in the last he's been with David Carroll in, in Kentucky and and um the first month or so david had him he was like i don't know i don't you know he didn't seem like but uh, david david's really liked this horse lately and and i even john john green asked me you know prior to the race what are you expecting and i said i'm expecting run good so he looks like he wants a little more ground and um interesting enough the vinnie rosso seemed to to kind of like the turf. Yeah, so, well, that's a Curlin. Uh, that's Curlin yeah. speaking. Um, right, exactly. Exactly. What What was interesting for those that didn't see that race, this was the sixth at Fairgrounds on Saturday, and he he was running. I thought very greenly, and then all of a sudden, at the eighth pole, all of a sudden there was like a light switched on. He represent. He 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 remembered that he was representing you. <laughs> Jeez. He, he knew he he knew that uh, he knew that there was a benet. There was a bag of benets at the end of the tunnel. Uh, if he if he finished with yeah. interest, I, I tell you, he was getting and it was only five and a half, and he was getting yeah. to that leader. It was terrific. Um, and, and since we're doing this, let me get a couple of other uh, couple of other hits in because uh, logistics broke the maiden. I thought the, you were going to ask me. I thought you were going to ask me how I was going to get him ready for the Derby. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, I, uh, okay. Right, I, I'm going to let you. You know what I am curious about? Tell me about Nieves, this Manny Nieves. You know what? I really don't. I, I'll be honest, uh, David. We had Corey Landry, but Corey's AE drew in, and right. David David picked him, and I didn't know a whole lot about him. But after the race, I said to uh, John Green and and to David, I said, "Boy, he can ride because he rode a great race. Yeah, never gave up, saved ground. You know, good finishing rider. So. Yeah, from a wide post too. We're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna let him ride him again." How about that? How about how about the first time starter yesterday? Uh, Churchill pounce the look at it. Yeah, lucky that Philly. was pounce. She was she was good. She, uh, yeah, she uh, uh, pounce was interesting. Pounce was uh, an RNA at the sale, and I I did a deal with and took her half of her for Tina. My wife owns half with uh, Lynn Hancock and a few others. Uh, uh, and uh, so that was nice. That was her first start. She uh, she she was impressive. She's actually shown. We had her over at Turfway, and she really loves the tapita. But we decided to go for the big pot and give her one start at Churchill. And I'm glad we did. This is uh, Gatewood owns her. Gatewood owns Gatewood Bell owns part of her. Yep, yeah. uh, quintessential and Hat Creek. Yep. Yeah, my wife is quintessential. Right, yes. and uh, this was a uh, great uh, call. Great call by Travis. Said that he said Pounce is about to do that or something like that. <laughs> she was sitting. Like, I thought he. I thought he gave her a great call. Let me. Uh, the horse that, that I was really impressed with this weekend. I guess you didn't see it was uh, strong quality. I thought strong quality. The allowance win. Yeah, I did miss that. On Saturday. Well, when you get a shot, you got to watch. He oh, wow. ran 
I think he ran a 98 buyer one by about 10 and Florent had him geared down at this about 60 pole. He galloped across. He was very impressive. He's a, he's a horse that we've always liked. We pay, you know, Gary owns him with the Steinbrenners, bought him as a weanling and he is, he's, he's, he's a pretty good horse. Nice. Uh, and you, you actually, you ran a few of those, not only strong quality, I think classic car wash too ran this weekend. Yeah, he did. He ran at Del Mar. He was a little disappointing. I was, was concerned. He ran such a big race first time back um, that maybe we were coming back with a ship a little quick, but my, my main goal was the Malibu. I'm not sure, you know, given his performance the other day, if we'll still try it, but, um, no, he's a he's he's a pretty nice horse. Classic uh, car wash. Classic car wash. And the horse that the heart the horse is the heartbreaker is ice chocolate. I was going to say he's, he's, you got beat a nose yesterday. Last. Yeah, and he was so much the best. But um, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Got beat. Uh, uh, Julia uh, Carey uh, sent out right. that flag of honor. Yeah, that that horse was on the rail the entire time we came around. Lost. And I shock a lot. He's Brazilian. He's he's a really nice horse. Gives it his best all the time. That's the Brazilian. We've talked about him a few times, and uh, has kept, yeah. has kept the have, company. Um, we have him. We have uh, Philo Delorea, or and then now we have Raptors, who we had early. That's right. Uh, yeah, put in the Breeders' Cup. Um, I've got him here with me in Ocala. Uh, he could be. He could end up being the best of the three of those. He's a serious horse. Well, and and you you had told us about the import um, that, uh, and and then we were watching and had been. Yeah, I just I just we ran out of time. I we hear just you. ran out of time. And all, and and I uh, have to tell you both those Brazilians, uh, Philo, and then also uh, Ice Chocolate. It took Ice Chocolate a year to really come around. You know, it takes it takes a while sometimes. Let me, you know, we haven't, it, it occurs to me, uh, we, we talked about this topic from the Breeders' Cup, but we haven't talked about the Breeders' Cup. Um, my, my boy Prince acquitted himself, I thought, very well in the juvenile turf. Uh, that was a, and can group at a bigger price. You ran 3-4 in the juvenile. You had to be satisfied. Oh, yeah, I was very happy. Um, you know, to me on paper, it looked like uh, that, my boy Prince would be on the lead without a whole lot of uh, company, but uh, for some reason, somebody else had another idea, and it probably, it sure didn't help us. But I, our horse ran well. Can Group, we knew he was going to be up against a little bit trying to close, um, you know, on the shorter turns and, and, and run down. But I came away from there. I, 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 I felt all along that my boy Prince was, you know, a really nice horse. I came out of the uh, Breeders' Cup knowing that Can Group is a very serious horse as well. Um, so probably both those horses at some point are going to give a try on the dirt. Uh, I just don't know when I'm going to do it. The most disappointing part was I thought we really got a raw deal with um, with uh, go with gusto that she didn't get in the breeders cup yeah I, I didn't understand that one at all um i and still don't understand it uh so we ended up running in the uh 
the Qatar mile against Colts. Right, the first, and the opener. She, yeah, Joel rode her, and I mean, she got stopped for a quarter of a mile, still be able to second. So, yeah, I didn't understand that one. I didn't understand, uh, and I can't. Gary Barber didn't understand it either. That was the. That was. I, I think we've got to do a little better job with our committees and I think they need to be more accountable of their actions and what they're doing at least giving us the reasons for what they're doing we can't hide behind closed doors and make decisions uh, that that affect people without well, you know what yeah. tell us why you made the decision right well I mean when it comes to when it comes to handing out those those slots uh you know particularly for the juvenile turf races uh, they're, they're, yeah. you know the the european interests are going to be kowtowed to uh, you know to a fall well, i mean i mean look the the uh the uh odds makers didn't get it wrong they had us we're on we're we're we were on the aes at 15 to 1 which if we drew in we were going to have the, wor the worst post possible right i've been to the breeders cup twice with horses that were the favorite for the juvenile and drew the 14 hole and and you know uh it's it's nearly impossible i i, I think they said something about out of 70 some starters from the 11 uh, the 11, 12, 13, 14, no winners and for the Philly turf. It's crazy. But anyways, you know, there were horses in the body of the race that are 30 to 1, and we're 15 to 1. That already tells you that that's a little strange. And then we went we went off the favorite in the Colt race. So um, I've, uh, I, I've, questioned, I've questioned in the past sometimes when I've had horses that didn't get in, I've questioned, but but through it, looked at it and said, "Well, I understand. I understand. I don't understand this one." No, I hear you. I, it, it, I don't understand it at all. And there was so. there was also, you know, you had uh, you had some frustrations on the juvenile uh, sprint and the and the mm -hmm. and the big turf but, sprint. And that's fine. That's fine. We can do it. But I I think that we should hear the reasoning. Hmm. Well, <laughs> there, there's 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 a number of uh, that's pretty funny. There, there's a number of uh, the, this topic that we could probably broach. Yeah. yeah. Talk about Saturday for a second, and uh, see so you had to do that, didn't you? Steve, well, you got me going. That's all right. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I, no, because I didn't know you were harboring this. Uh, that I'm glad we well, brought it up. I, you know, I don't want to sound like a crybaby either. I don't want. No, it's you know, annoying. Like I said, I take my lumps now. I've had lots of them. Um, I felt bad for Gary Barber, not so much for myself. For Gary, you have a filly that deserves to be in there, and she doesn't get in, and nobody's accountable for it. Yeah. Well, that that that's certainly that's certainly true. I have a lot of yeah. friends that are right. Well, I have used to be my friends as racing secretaries. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talk about uh, Saturday, uh, Web Slinger third in that uh, Twilight Derby. And I'm anxious to yeah, know what's next by, for him. Yeah, he ran good, five. Just, you know, he causes his own demise. I'm, you know, he just has no speed, and then he gets shuffled back, and then you got to come flying and run. You know, but he ran well. The only horse that I, of all the horses I ran, everybody showed up, 
the only horse that didn't show up was Feb Rover. Yeah, Feb didn't run. I was expecting, you know, a bigger effort out of her. But you know what? She won two grade ones this, yeah. this year, so I can't be too upset with her. Are you uh, Are you thinking uh, Hollywood Derby with Web Slinger? Yes, we are. Yeah. Very good. I left him out in California. I was going to say, uh, what did you what did you I do on that? Also left. Uh, we also left Lucky Score, who ran a sneakingly good race in the mile. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah, he he's going to run down the hill at uh, in that stake. At ED. At, yeah, yeah. Well, is, it, is that what it is? It's I think towards so. the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. the open opening opening week. Yeah. 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 The ED. Yeah. What something something racing? People say racing doesn't do anything right. Well, the naming naming races after people that are alive, that, that goes a long way to making <laughs> to making them feel good. We, there should be more of that, less memorials. Well, <laughs> while you're, you're on that subject, there's some really good owners that should be in the Hall of Fame, well. and they shouldn't have to die before they get there. Uh, it, it, exactly, exactly I mean, right. I, I, I mean, agree. How, how a guy like John Oxley or or Charlotte Weber, who's done nothing but yeah for fifty years, you know, it's a shame. That's uh, a shame. No, uh, you, you, this is a fair point. We we put we put active trainers and active uh, jockeys in in the hall. Yeah. Right. And the owners. I've said it all along, and that people can fight with me or whatever, but, you know, I understand without the betters, the betters, we wouldn't have racing, we wouldn't have this, but without owners, we would have nothing, nothing at all. Yep. I, 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 the owners get a raw deal. They do. No, they're not going to, I wouldn't argue that point at all. Uh, let me ask you of also, I mean, I, I'm glad we're doing this. We caught up on a bunch of things. Um, there was a, was it the Mazarin? What did you win? Was it the Mazarin or the Gray? We we won the Mazarin. Mazarin. With a horse that was interesting. So, and and I'm going to crucify her name, but we bought her with uh, uh, Tina and Len. Len went in a partnership to, to pinhook some horses, Len Green, and we bought her. Oh, Wit Watterson. It's called Vitz. Vitz Vader. It's the, the W's are V. Vitz Vaderand. So, yeah, and you talk about you talk about uh, trying to pronounce something. Um, so, anyways, we buy her. We put her in the sale. We don't get her sold. And my wife looks up, and she's looking up. Uh, you know, because she's out of something gold Oro or some Oro. So she looks up, and in South Africa, the biggest gold uh, mine or stream or whatever is basin. The basin. So, yeah. So she names him that. Turns out that that's the college that Gary Barber went to. Unbelievable. We had no idea. So we run her, and she wins. Her first start. Well, if anybody knows anything my wife owns or we I have anything to do with, we sell. <laughs> I'm a seller. So we put her in the digital sale and it was only fitting that Gary, Gary Barber bought her. <laughs> uh, 
he actually somebody uh, somebody from Canada, I can't think of his name right now, was the underbidder, called up and 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 wanted to buy part. And Gary said, "No, this one was meant for me. This is meant." And then she uh, she came back. She ran third, I think, first time for Gary, and then she won the Mazarine impressively. I think she's got a really good shot. She's probably going to be champion two-year-old filly. But she's a, she's a nice filly with a good story. But, but we've been trying to get Robert Geller to get Gary's, like, we got to get this name right. But I'm just telling you, it's Vitz Vaught. It, the, the W's are V's. Vitz so. Vaughters. Part of the problem is, is that R that's at the end of Vaughters. So it's Vitz Vaughters Rand with an R-A-N-D. Vitz Vaughters Rand. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, that's a funny story there. But that's a nice filly. She is. She's a connect, um, as you mentioned, out of uh, Carta d'Oro. And uh, the Watts Humphreys bred this filly. And yes. this, holy, yeah, Watts, what a, what a bargain this was. Yeah. Well, she's got a big pedigree, too, yeah. Holy cow. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad this came up because uh, I saw the. You know, we were in California, but I saw the, saw the win, and that's one of those. Yeah, she of, ran. You know, um, she ran cracks. fast too. She ran like an eighty-five buyer. Yeah. yeah she ran well. She ran faster than the boys. Yeah. Oh, a second faster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, this was this was in, this was awfully fruitful. Let me just look okay. at just in case. Let me look ahead here to uh, the week. Uh, tell me about Headlad uh, that debut. Uh, is it a debut? Yeah, yeah. We just got Headlad for. Um, we just got him. He ran decent at Keeneland, and uh, I haven't even looked at the race yet, to be honest, Steve. All but right. I would think he would run well. Yeah. And then you got a maiden claimer. You got. Yeah, some we don't runs. have a whole lot. Running no, you got a quiet week. week. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm. That's why I could talk to you for an hour on a Monday. Yeah, well, that's all right. all right. This was very valuable. And again, we for those that missed uh, part of it, uh, we we you know really got together uh, because of this fascinating uh, service that Mark uh, showed me and uh, sleep s l e i p dot com. If you want to look at it on Twitter, they don't have any followers, but uh, s l e i p AI, artificial intelligence, and this looks like uh, AI uh, for good uh, to help, uh, in our case, horses and uh, diagnostics. That was uh, first and foremost today. Mark, I appreciate it. Okay, you have a great day. Thank you, Steve. Happy Thanksgiving. Mark Cassie, everybody, that that was fun. That's always fun uh, to uh, check in with Mark, but this he showed me this thing. I couldn't. I could not believe it. And I, I fully expected when I asked him. I said, "How you know? How much?" I, I fully expected to hear, uh, you know, a, a, a fairly exorbitant uh, subscription fee or whatever, three hundred and whatever, three hundred and fifty dollars a month, let's say. And I said. Yeah, so when when he said three hundred and fifty, at first I thought he was going to say, you know, per horse that you register. No. It, it's a flat rate, and you you take a video again. If you missed part of this, you'll you can hear it on the archive later. But you take a video of the horse doing a light jog back and forth, and you send it into their system, and it spits it back. You know, almost you know within minutes, and I, 
how, how is every regulatory vet in the country not armed with this? And, and I'm going to tell you, it, 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 this is something that could help neuter complaints about the regulatory vets. And, you know, for the people that say, well, the vets don't know, it, it, well, if, if you've got something like this that is completely independent and, you know, basically, uh, you know, has no preconceived notions, you, you, you basically would take that complaint out of the equation. I, I mean, every jurisdiction in the country... It needs to at least look into this. I, it, 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 I mean, I, and believe me, I don't, just like with Dave Hill <laughs> and unabated, nice week for Dave, by the way, four and one. Uh, and I'm trying to get to Dave for tomorrow for a visit. Um, first of all, regarding Dave, you know, there's, you know, obviously three Thanksgiving Day games. There's, they're playing, they're playing on Black Friday, I guess, as well. So anyway, I, but I also want to, uh, Dave, I want to hear about this this uh, the, the Formula One race, I, I, it seems like nobody was happy. <laughs> I, all I heard was was complaints uh, about uh, from from every direction. I mean, uh, there, there's also there, there's also a very funny. There's been a very funny realization too that uh, you know my my I have my long running. My long running only in racing, you know, I, I, I use that as a uh, as a response when when things happen in ev in every other sport. You know, when people are constantly saying, you know, the, the people that are grousing, they're, they're constantly saying only in racing. Yeah, ex except that it's not only in racing. It's in every single sport. So I, I did. I, did everybody uh, Verstappen. Uh, I, I guess he. I guess he said that that they're marketing uh, Formula One wrong, that they're making it all about the party and all about the experience. You know that that comes along with F1. It, 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 first of all, <laughs> first of all, and, and then then of course there's the realization that people that watch the race are discovering that Verstappen is is the Irad Ortiz of of Formula One. That, that that's also that also came uh, to light uh, this week, <laughs> which made me laugh. Uh, it, it, for those, it, it, for him to say that, for for Verstappen to say, uh, oh, they're marketing it for the party. I lived in Montreal. <laughs> I lived in Montreal from 1991 to 1999, and so that's you know, now it's 30 years ago. It, it, trust me when I tell you that 30 years ago, Formula One was mar being marketed the exact same way. That it was this international traveling roadshow of, frankly, debauchery uh, that that was just it, that was on display uh, everywhere. It it it, it was. <laughs> I, I don't want to get in trouble with with. The Euro trash said, but it 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 you know it, that's what it is. It it's this, you know, 
it, it's this traveling party that goes from you know from continent to continent. Is Verstappen just he suddenly discovered this? So I saw I saw where a lot of people said, well, racing's doing the exact same thing. And well, listen, it, like like Formula One or any other any other sport, you you can get drawn in to any activity, any of these activities, at every level. It, it's fine. I, 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 and, and granted, I make fun of, of you know, of, of certain marketing efforts uh, around our game, you know, that uh, a lot of us roll or kind of roll the eyes. And, and But anything, it all, it all helps. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt when I when I make fun of the Lily Pulitzer Prize, you know, the Lily Pulitzer crowd and the the bow tie, and the bourbon swilling. I, I, it's fine. It's it's tongue in cheek. Uh, happy to have them, uh, but the thing we should be spending most of our time against is is horse players and and owners. Like Mark said, actually, Mark Mark actually touched on that. Uh, that that's what you know. That's the lion's share. I mean, we. There's no doubt that we are under uh, marketing, and I, you've heard me discuss this before for years. We 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 should have we should have kits. We should have marketing kits uh, to go to math clubs, high school math clubs, and and college. You know, the, the the math. They have those math games. I mean, look at what Marshall Graham does with his course and how popular it is at Rhodes. We, we, any any puzzle solving any puzzle solving group and, and club and, and whatever people people that have that mindset we, we should be marketing horseplay to them because they're they're ideal candidates so anyway uh, but I, yeah, there there were there were a few things about the the, the Vegas Formula One experience that. Uh, <laughs> I, I was sort of wide-eyed about uh, everything. I, I just sort of following it, you know, online. Uh, I guess I guess they say that it didn't it it didn't necessarily help. The fact that they say there were some people saying that there were there was it was keeping people away uh, from restaurants and, and and things. So I don't know. So we anyway we need we need Dave Hill. We need Dave's observation skills and and his uh, experience i'm anxious to hear but he also four and one and only uh only the alleged uh, football team from washington uh, held dave back from a five and a week uh, but that was good i think i think that dave had a dave had a rough little patch in the middle part of the season but i think uh, uh pendulum swinging back the other way now uh for the for the big second half stretch drive so hopefully we'll talk to Dave Hill tomorrow. We got to get John White in here. Um, let me get a couple of other. We'll talk about uh, the rest of the. Uh, I want to talk about the Delmar stuff too. We'll save that for John. Although I did just see in the last half hour because I looked, um, I was going to put up the uh, buyer uh, figures from the weekend, and Nisos got a ninety-seven. 97 buyer uh, for the Bob Hope winner. That's a that is a serious horse. I mean, he he didn't. I don't think he took a deep breath 
very impressive. Chosen Vron, too. And we'll talk with uh, John with uh, John White momentarily. Um, I also, <laughs> I, I, Chuck Baltazar, who, who is a lot of fun, uh, Chuck was appreciating John Parada and, uh, and uh, Tony Black's uh, Bobby Ussery stories, and he he's got a couple of Bobby Ussery stories himself. I I, I did I cautioned Chuck that I didn't think uh, they necessarily. <laughs> I I don't think uh, these stories uh, are going to make the airwaves. Uh, and uh, oh, here's one about and here's a second set of stories that uh, include include a uh, prominent Chicago horseman. Uh, too funny. I, I guess I guess that crop of, of that that short stick, as as has been referred to by Parada and and Tony Black and now by Chuck Balthazar, uh, they basically all three called it a baseball bat. I mean that, that thick handled crop that he used. Pretty crazy. I'll put up I, I, and I did find the picture that I was looking for of uh, of Ussery uh, from the nineteen sixty. Preakness with Ballyache. It's a great, I, you, you know how much I love those pictures from from Laurel, uh, from Pimlico. Hi-ho. All right, let me get John White in here because I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm obviously meandering. And uh, we'll spend the last uh, segment with John this morning. <laughs> I forgot that John sent me this picture uh, of him with a kangaroo at uh, <laughs> When he was at uh, the uh, Melbourne Cup, it's pretty funny. Uh, a couple of the other winners, I've got to talk about uh, th uh, that autumn days that uh, one uh, that Lady Milagro won on the front end under Louis Rivera, and for our friend Mandy Latterer. Mandy, uh, Mandy Latterer is as enthusiastic an owner as there is anywhere in the country. Uh, she uh, She's a real estate agent on Long Island uh, that anybody that goes to Saratoga Aqueduct in Belmont knows Mandy and, and her husband Mike. In fact, uh, her husband Mike uh, grew up with my cousin Debbie uh, in Roslyn and uh, went to school with, uh, with Deb. And I don't even know how we ever figured that out. But anyway, Lady Milagro, uh, this was really, if you haven't seen her, uh, Mandy's uh, interview with uh, Keisha, I mean, Mandy is, is so excited, and, and, you know, she takes such good care of her uh, of her horses after they retire, uh, the one she's bred. She, you know, she's been in the game for years, uh, breeding, and, and uh, I mean, she... She absolutely loves, loves, loves her horses, whether they're a stake winner like this or, you know, just, uh, you know, rank and file meat and potato horses. Uh, she was with Gary for many years uh, in the Siaka barn and uh, got to know her there. And she's been with Carlos Martin uh, for these last, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. And th this was really a wonderful win. So congratulations to Mandy uh, Ladder and uh, to Carlos and and Louis Rivera, who was, uh, I think, I think I saw it was his, was it his first, his first stake win in New York, I think, but I think he's won other stakes. Uh, we got some other uh, results too to get through. Uh, Spirit Prince, 
uh, broke the maiden, right, in the Central Park for Clement with Rosario. And, uh, oh, I haven't even I got this far. John White, I think, is there. John, good morning. Good morning, Steve. Happy birthday. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Uh, I was just about to mention Integration, who, you know, during that pick-six sequence on Saturday, I don't know, I thought softish turf maybe and maybe a little vulnerable, and uh, he was not uh, not vulnerable. He was spectacular, and this is an exciting uh, horse for Suge moving forward. Kendrick uh, Carmouche, the uh, beneficiary, uh, I mentioned nothing better uh, for George Duarte, uh, defends the turf sprint. Uh, that tricky temper was very good for uh, Maya Engelhart winning the key sense. Uh, Joe Lee, congratulations to Joe uh, Lee with Works for Me, the Daddy Long Legs with IRAD, wins the notebook. Uh, the Teppin, how about uh, Graham Motion and Manny Franco? Um, Memorialize the Caracanti, very nice performance in the Teppin uh, the other day. And chili flag for Chad, uh, the Forever Together, the last uh, turf stake of the season yesterday uh, with IRAD. So uh, that that was a, a busy stake schedule, but there's going to be lots of stakes to come next weekend, too, and leading up into the first weekend of December uh, when we get to uh, the old Naira Mile, the Cigar Mile. John, good morning. Well, I'm so disappointed this, that the Cigar Mile has been downgraded to a two i'm disappointed the clerks a two i mean some of these races just have real historical context to them so that disappoints me but uh you mentioned integration and i'm in the midst as the commissioner of my horse racing fantasy league is conducting our annual draft today uh, our league runs from thanksgiving through the breeders cup and uh, fierceness went as the number one pick uh, followed by Wide Barrio, Nisos, who got a 97 buyer yesterday. Locked was the fourth pick. I had the fifth pick, and I took Nash. Uh, followed by First Mission, then West Sunset, Mullion, and Integration was the ninth pick or the uh, first pick in the second round of my draft. That uh, we're, we're, We draft 64 horses, and we're through the first 14, so... And I wanted to mention that Thanksgiving reminds me of, uh, and especially since you had Tony Black on, one of my, uh, I guess it'd have to be my least fond Thanksgiving was when I was working at Keystone, which of course is now Parks, and I sent you, uh, I texted you a copy of the first part of a, a column I wrote, because I spent 43 years ago on Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day at Keystone covering the Pennsylvania Paturity, which was won by uh, a horse by the name of uh, TV Alliance. Uh, he was trained by Harvey Denier and uh, a trainer by the name of CR Bob Robbins was handling the horse for Denier at uh, Keystone. And uh, I also had a tidbit in my column, an update on a very uh, familiar horse of Tony Black, and that was uh, the Eclipse Award-winning uh, uh, Candy Eclair, who, of course, Tony rode so much during her career. And I had an update where she had drilled five furlongs in a minute and two-fifths on Wednesday, got a quote from the trainer, Mary Edens, who was saying that she was doing good and uh, 
a lot of people thought something was wrong with her in her last race when she finished fifth in the first light handicap. But uh, Edens went on to say the wind that day was 55 miles per hour, and she had to carry 126 pounds. I think the reason she didn't run any better was the weight and the wind. She said, anyway, we'll probably nominate her for the forens, and we'll wait and see what weight she gets and then decide whether or not to run. So that was during my my time at Keystone. But on Thanksgiving Day, Mike Mercer, who was the publicity director at that time, invited me over to his house for Thanksgiving dinner because he says, what are you doing? And I said, well, no, I don't have any plans. I mean, I'd only been there a week. And it was very nice of Mike to invite me over, but I didn't want to impose on his family on a holiday. So I said, you know, I, I politely declined. So after the races that day, I'm driving. I was staying Bill Fadati, who was the racing writer for the Philadelphia Bulletin, got me a room to rent uh, across the river in New Jersey, and I was staying with his grandmother. And on the all, all the way to his grandmother's house, I couldn't find even a McDonald's open. I I couldn't find one place to get any kind of food. And uh, Ponzios, Ponzios should have been open. Well, I didn't know that, so (laughs) I'll tell you, I found one place. It was called Dunkin' Donuts. There you go. So for for my Thanksgiving dinner, I had uh, two donuts and some turkey noodle soup. And uh, so the next day, I go back to Keystone, and Mike Mercer says, so what did you do for dinner? And I said, I went to Dunkin' Donuts. He said, you're coming over for Christmas, and I'm not taking no for an answer. Nice. And I, well, I did spend Christmas at Mike Mercer's house there in Philadelphia. But uh, So that was uh, – and by the way, the winner of that uh, that uh, Pennsylvania fraternity I covered was a son of uh, a horse by the name of TV Commercial. He, his name was sure. TV Alliance. He was by TV Commercial. Well, TV Commercial finished fourth. In the 1968 Kentucky Derby that was won by Dancer's Image and Bobby Ussery, who, of course, you've been talking about all day with the, the late great writer having passed away. And, of course, the TV commercial got moved up to third through the disqualification of a Dancer's Image. But there was even a tie-in to Bobby Ussery with this story yeah. of the chick- chicken, no- uh, turkey noodle soup and two donuts uh, from, uh, from ben- when I was uh, l- working in Ben Salem there. You know, and you're making me think of a of a of a, a similar. Uh, and I'm trying to think if I've got this right, and I think I do actually. Now that I'm now that I'm chewing on it, um, I got transferred. I got transferred to Cincinnati uh, when I was working for Cannon Mills, and uh, you know I started the you know, graduate after I got out of school. I I started there. And, very interestingly, the uh, the office was was in uh, the Time Life Building on Sixth uh, Avenue, and uh, a caddy corner from Radio City, and you, we spent several months training. Uh, you know, this is the 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 famed textile firm, and they hired me out of Colgate. And uh, the first assignment I got was to Cincinnati, and I was going to call on the uh, on on the mass merchants in in the region. Uh, in the tri-state, you know, from West Virginia to Virginia, uh, the western edge of Virginia, into Kentucky and uh, Ohio and uh, and Indiana. So I was calling on, I was going to call on places like, uh, 
for those that remember Elder Bierman and uh, uh, Danner's uh, 3D in Indy, uh, Gold Circle up in Columbus, uh, and, and, and Hart's Big Bear, the grocery chain, uh, you know, like that, as opposed to the department store line, which, which uh, my, you know, the other person in the region in Cincy called on. But anyway, I, I rented an apartment. They sent me in. I rented an apartment uh, in Mount Adams in, a, in an apartment house called The Shadows. And I you know, lined up stuff to, you know, for, the, for the movers to bring. And I moved, not only was it Thanksgiving week, it was also my birthday, because my birthday, my birthday can be as close as uh, two days away. The closest it ever gets is Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Um, so I get, to, I get to Cincinnati, I get the keys to the apartment, and now I'm waiting for the moving van. And the moving van was supposed to be there, I think, on my birthday. <laughs> or maybe even the 19th. This is 1982. They don't show up on my birthday. Uh, they don't show up on the 19th, the 20th, the 21st. The, so I, I'm in an empty apartment, John, for <laughs> four, literally, for four nights. Now, and this is also an era where, you know, there's no cell phones. So if I, and I don't have, I don't, there's no, there's no machine. Uh, I've got no bed. I've got no chairs. I've got no nothing. I'm in an empty apartment wow. for five days, and I could barely. I could go out like one, one run in the morning to go get something to eat, and and I think I did, you know, get things into the fridge and stuff. But I, I, I was, it was my. So I remember my. It was my birthday, and <laughs> and, and Thanksgiving alone in the in the, in this empty apartment. And I it, finally on Friday after Thanksgiving they showed up, with with the furniture and everything. But <laughs> I, it, it was about as miserable and a, 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 a holiday week as uh, anybody could possibly have had. Well, I'll tell you the luckiest Thanksgiving I had, and this is racing related too. In the early 1980s, not too far after your sad one there in 1982, <laughs> uh, I, I'm working at Hollywood Park, as uh, you know, doing basically what Steve Anderson does today with Mike Martin. Uh, we were columnists and reporters, and uh, so they raced on Thanksgiving with a 11 o'clock post, and uh, everybody's diving into the kitchen. Uh, because they had turkey dinner, a tur you know, a turkey lunch. And uh, I knew that my wife, Tracy, w was ha fixing a really nice turkey dinner at home. So I didn't want to get stuffed with this lunch, so I passed on eating any of that turkey. So the next day, Friday, I show up at Hollywood Park, and the publicity director, Jim Peden, comes practically running up to me, and he says, how do you feel? And I said, well, pretty good. I, You know, uh, why do you ask? And he says, oh. Didn't you eat any of that turkey uh, that we had yesterday? <laughs> I said, no. He says, well, you're very lucky. He says, because the entire press box is sick from that turkey oh, that, that, that everybody ate. He says, you're about the only guy that escaped this. And so I was always thankful that, thank goodness, I had a wife that had a nice turkey dinner for me to avoid this horrible food poisoning. <laughs> everybody up and down that press box line just came in. Either If they made it into work, even, they were moaning and groaning. Oh, and so that's sick. funny. 
Uh, you talk about dodging a bullet. I felt like I dodged a bullet big time on that occasion. That's hysterical. I love that. Oh, God, I've never heard that, John. That's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's get a couple things in here. we got about uh, got about 13 minutes to talk about the weekend and what uh, you might have been impressed with. And uh, it's hard not to start with yesterday's uh, Bob Hope. Uh, this is... this. Uh, Somebody uh, wrote to me that uh, this was like a paid workout. Nisos. Boy, well, like I say, he just went as the number three pick in my draft. Brad Free had, had the number three pick. And I knew Brad, he wasn't going to get past Brad Free. I had the number five pick. I knew he would never slip to number five because Brad Free was at Delmar and wrote the recap on the horse. And I could tell by the way he wrote the recap that, Unless Nysos went first or second, which it was fierceness and wide of burial, I knew uh, Brad was going to snap up Nysos, and understandably so. That was just a breathtaking performance, and so was this maiden win. He was the light, most lightly regarded of three Baffer first-time starters in his debut race, even though I made him the three-to-one boarding line favorite in that race, and I'm proud that I made him the favorite over two other Bafferts, but... Uh, Toby Terrell had mentioned to Tom Quigley on one of the pre-game shows uh, at Santa Anita, Quigley asked a question, and it was a great question to ask. Any horses you've seen clocking that have impressed you? He said, yeah, there's a horse Bob Baffert has called Nisos. And he says he's like one of the fastest horses I've seen. And th that was enough for me, and that carried the day, even though nobody was picking Nisos in his debut and he wasn't getting that much buzz. But I have enough respect for Toby Terrell that that's all it needed for me to make him the favorite over two other more highly regarded, but in terms of the betting, Baffert horses that day. And he was just breathtaking that day. And that was a strong maiden race. It was one of the stronger maiden races we've had on the Southern California circuit this year. And he just turned it into a lapper. And this race yesterday, look, that horse that finished second to him is not chopped liver. And he made him look like chopped liver. And and on top of everything else, Steve, the gallop out. And, I mean, some people don't put much stock into gallop outs. And you got to be careful with it. I mean, it's but it's just one thing, to, I think, to consider. And this gallop out, he was like a mile in front by the time he reached the clubhouse turn. And uh, boy, and the, the big thing about his win yesterday, in his debut, he showed sharp early speed. And he wasn't rank about it or a runoff, but he was very fast early in that maiden win. And in this race, they, Bapper took the blinkers off, which is very interesting because for, for many years, stewards would not allow an equipment change right. off winner. Off I mean, that was, the, and the guy that actually got that changed in Southern California was Bob Baffert. He lobbied, 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 lobbied for that. And he finally won uh, to where he, that it could be done because it was never allowed, ever. And it, because the stewards were afraid that it would just look bad to the public. In other words, if Nysos had run fifth, you know, or fourth yesterday or third or something like that with taking the blinkers off when he had romped in his debut, that doesn't look very good. So that was the thinking behind that. But Baffer convinced the stewards that if it's in the best interest of the horse, uh, and in this case, what he, Baffer was looking for was trying to get this horse to show that he could relax off the lead. And for Pratt, he did so. Uh, Kyle Frey was on him for the debut. 
And uh, for Pratt, he sat beautifully just off the pace of when, you know, I hate to, I'm not big on this expression, but I, it kind of fits here. When, it, when he pushed the button, <laughs> I mean, the response was just, you know, instantaneous. And this horse, he just keeps on running. And like I say, he ran away on the gallop out. He's a very exciting colt. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, this is a, a horse that uh, has every right to be a, a very serious horse. Uh, when you think about, uh, and boy, Nyquist is really, I mean, he is, people have been talking about justify and justifiably so, but boy, I'm telling you, this Nyquist is not exactly chopped liver uh, considering what he's been throwing lately. And uh, this one's out of a Bernardini mare and, uh, just very exciting, you know. He was a five hundred and fifty thousand dollar purchase, and but the other one we need to talk about for sure is the chosen Braun because there was such a worry about him coming back in two weeks. I personally wasn't worried because I trust the trainer here again, Eric Kruljak, who said he's never in his entire training career run a horse back this fast in two weeks, but. Every sign was there to Cruel Jack. That was good enough for me. And a lot of times these horses, they run back well. People are so afraid of it. But we even had a horse on the same card, Booksmart, who came back in just six days and romped in a five-furlong grass dash. So I personally like it when they come back fast, as long as I know the connections know what they're doing. And certainly with Cruel Jack, I mean, look at the way he has managed this horse's career and he's just such a marvelous horse. And look, he ran his race, I think, in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. He's just not in the same league as the winner who, you know, is a, an exceptional sprinter. I mean, Elite Power is so well-named because uh, sprinting, he was an Elite Power for sure. And, uh, you know, and Gunite's not, uh, he's certainly top drawer too. So those, he just bit off more than he could chew but he did the best of the californians and we had a good group of california sprinters this year so going back to the california bred ranks to me this horse stood out and even though a lot of people thought you know he was coming back too fast like i say it didn't worry me i felt sorry for the runner-up because uh, big city lights keeps running he's kind of become the sham of the or the alidar of the uh, california bread sprinters because he keeps running into the chosen run and running second to him and uh this time he had a, a tough break out of the gate stumbling at the start that kind of ended his race right there trying to beat the chosen Braun, but he did run well off a layoff to finish second for mandela and i'm sure the connections there are hoping that the chosen Braun will go back into the open ranks like when he did to go into the bing crosby and maybe leave some of these calibred stakes to him no a, a nice uh, a nice step forward uh, at uh, del mar this weekend as we start to you know look ahead toward uh, the second half of the meet and uh, the big events uh, like the matriarch and uh, the rest of the hollywood uh, turf festival in fact uh, earlier mark cassie uh, mentioning i brought up uh, web slinger who he kept out there and uh, is going to run in the uh, in the hollywood derby we'll start to get those intendeds uh, as well uh, and he will he will be a major player in there for sure i mean he's going to be one of the strong contenders in that race he ran very well in defeat in the twilight derby he is a very, very good turf horse, and he will be 
you know, it's going to be a tough race as it, it is year in and year out. That Hollywood Derby shapes up tough between the locals and the and the strong shippers we have. But that Web Swinger, even though he got beat by Seal Team, that was a solid effort in defeat. And uh, he will be extremely tough in that Hollywood Derby for um, uh, multiple Hall of Famer Mark Cassie. Uh, there was, you know, I'm forgetting, uh, John, because I don't think I've got, I don't think I've got uh, the Del Mar, I don't think I've, yesterday's, there was that, there was a horse of Mandela's uh, that impressed, right? Was that, I know it's here, Ugh, I hate, I hate this, I just have too many, there's just too many, uh, well, you're you're juggling so many balls. No, I got too many. I got too much, way too much paper. <laughs> um, I will mention. Uh, well, well, we got we got two minutes. I do want to mention, uh, just because I, I'm just seeing it here. Uh, Fairgrounds got off to a strong, uh, strong start. It looked like, and uh, we'll catch up on some of that tomorrow. But it just so happens the Thanksgiving Classic. Uh, it, I'm just I happened to print that. And uh, I saw that uh, Bobby Ussery, uh, he won his first start ever uh, when his career started, and uh, the Thanksgiving Classic, uh, which was I thought was kind of cool. Uh, that caught my eye. Uh, today, their, their, their turf course sure looks great. Oh, looks after all the problems they've had, it looks fantastic. Well, you know, then, and for those that don't know the the, you know, the timing, the timeline of that, it. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. It started uh, where the uh, the root system uh, from the hedgerow uh, was was basically drawing way too much moisture out of the out of the ground. That when when it was hard, like five years ago, and they couldn't they were trying to figure out what the problem was. It turned out that the roots of the of the hedgerow uh, had had basically you know gone under the grass and and was pulling all the water so that was problem number one so they redid it and then you had the uh, salinization issue uh that that killed swatches of the grass uh it it looks terrific it looks like they're going to have a a very good grass season uh going forward uh john i do want to get we've got a minute and a half or so uh i did want to get in the fact that you've got a terrific state card today at Mahoning Valley, you got that that Steel Valley Sprint uh, that goes as the nightcap today, 420, uh, the six furlong group, and it's a nice group, uh, including some familiar names like uh, Nautical Star, uh, who should be tough, but uh, Damon's Mound in here for Michelle Lovell. Uh, quite uh, quite a nice group. Uncashed uh, shows up in here for Ravelli. Uh, this is a good, good bunch going uh, three quarters. And there's also the Cheryl White Memorial, uh, named, of course, for uh, the late Cheryl White, uh, who uh, broke barriers in, in every direction. Uh, Three-year-old Phillies going six in here, and this looks like a decent uh, set as well. Uh, and, I, and I worked with Cheryl White because really? uh, she, was, she was a racing official, and I've worked as a steward in the state of California, so I've worked closely with Cheryl. And you were talking about that fairgrounds turf course. You were talking my late father's language about all that grass talk because my late father was a golf course superintendent. So I, you kind of were making me feel at home. Yeah, I love it. Well, John, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks so much. This was fun. Happy Thanksgiving thanks. to you and, uh, and Trace.
and happy Thanksgiving to you and Tina and all the uh, loyal, loyal, loyal uh, at the races listeners. Hope everybody has a very nice Thanksgiving. John White, everybody. There we go. Let's uh, send you out into uh, the race day. And uh, that includes, as I mentioned, uh, this really good card at uh, Mahoney. There's also, I think, three other stakes. Yeah. The First Lady, the Cardinal, and the Mahoney Distaff. So you got an all, basically an all-stake, is it an all-stake pick five? Yeah, and it's a mandatory pay. Starts at 220. There we go. Thanks to Norm Cassie and Mark Cassie, Tony Black, John Parada, John White. Thanks, everybody, for the birthday wishes. Brian will get uh, the archive up as soon as he can. And we'll uh, back with you tomorrow at the races. Sirius XM. Talk to you then.